Hello, and welcome to the Fidelity Next podcast. Fidelity Next is brought to you by Fidelity Investments Canada, and we have a long history hosting and participating in events for students on campuses. Due to the pandemic, we haven't been able to travel to campuses, but we hope these Fidelity Next podcasts and live webcasts can bridge that gap and provide you with the information and access you would find during typical sessions on campus. On today's podcast, we're pleased to present a panel of Fidelity Canada female leaders who share their career insights and advice, as well as providing an overview of the Women's Leadership Group at Fidelity that's part of the internal employee resource groups. Host Quinn Flaherty is joined by Michelle Monroe, Director of Tax and Retirement Research, Alana Mangold, Director of Finance and Corporate Accounting, and Juliana Martino, Investment Analyst. We have many live interactive webcasts planned over the next few months, so please head to fidelity.ca slash next for more info on future live shows. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of Fidelity Investments Canada ULC or its affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. It is not an offer to sell or buy or an endorsement, recommendation, or sponsorship of any entity or security cited. Read a fund's prospectus before investing. Funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. Fees, expenses, and commissions are all associated with fund investments. Hello and welcome to Fidelity Next. My name is Quinn Flaherty and I'm the Research and Thought Leadership Manager here at Fidelity Investments Canada and I'm very excited to be your host of today's show. So here at Fidelity Next, we wanted to take the opportunity to hear from some amazing women within the company about their own career journeys and how the work that they do and the employee resource groups that they participate in within the company help promote a culture of diversity, equality and inclusivity. And of course, we'll learn more about their current role and the work that they're doing as well. And along the way, we're also going to talk about women as investors, because in my opinion, Fidelity is a world leader in conducting research on the topic of women and their finances. And I think you'll be particularly interested in some of the latest insights that we have here at Fidelity on the topic. To talk about all these topics and experiences, I'm very excited today to be joined by three amazing colleagues of mine, Michelle Monroe, Alana Mangold, and Juliana Martino. And I'm so excited to have all three of my colleagues join us today. Thanks so much for joining me on Fidelity Next. And maybe I can ask the first question to you, Michelle, just to give a summary of your own career journey to Fidelity and within Fidelity and some of the work that you're currently doing. So as you said, my role today is Director of Tax and Retirement Research. That's a lot of words. But I started my career decades ago. And I'm a chartered accountant, CPA, and I started at a large accounting firm. And very early in my career, I specialized in taxation. And I, so I was preparing for today. I was thinking, why did I choose taxation? And it was actually a university professor who made it seem interesting, that really made it engaging for me. So within taxation, I've specialized and tried different areas, moved around a little bit. And 10 years ago, I came to Fidelity, worked behind the scenes in the finance group alongside Alana, and I was in charge of corporate taxes. And then about four years ago, I came into my current role, which is Director of Tax Retirement Research, a lot of words, what does that mean? Well, I support the sales efforts at Fidelity. And through that, I meet with investors, but mostly I meet with advisors. And I talk about tax efficient strategies, 
I do presentations, seminars, meetings, and I prepare for all of that. Uh, thinking about, well, what do I like about my job? Well, first of all, I get to work with a diverse range of really smart, hardworking people, uh, as well as I like to take complex concepts, simplify them, explain them to people. Uh, and what I really like about it is that I'm helping people make a change, make, an, make a difference to their investing, to their savings, and really helping people be financially secure in their own lives. Thanks so much, Michelle. And maybe I can ask you, Alana, from, from your perspective, but your own career journey here at Fidelity. And I know from our conversation in the pre-show, it's quite the unique journey. Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about my career journey. So similar to Michelle, I actually started at a big four accounting firm myself and then came to Fidelity. Fidelity appealed to me because it had such a great name on the street and it had such an interesting culture. When I was speaking to some recruiting agents when I was looking, they said, well, people go to Fidelity and they don't leave. And now that I've been at Fidelity for eight and a half years, I really understand what they were talking about in terms of the culture and in terms of what Michelle spoke to, just the caliber of people that you get to work with here at Fidelity is unlike anywhere else I've seen. So in my eight and a half years at Fidelity, I've actually had the unique opportunity to be in four different roles. And we had a training that was done by HR a few years ago called career development. And they talked about the concept of a career lattice versus a career ladder. So historically, when I speak to my dad about his career progression, it was always straight up. And what they're talking about in today's environment is it's not as much a clearly defined career path anymore. It's you try different things and you see what fits. So in my career at Fidelity, it's been much more of a lattice in the sense that I've been able to go from here to here, here, back down, over, and then up again. So it hasn't been a straight trajectory or a lateral movement, but it has been able to give me breadth and depth of experience that I wouldn't have received had I just gone straight up and stayed so narrowly focused in one area. So I've been able to experience that at Fidelity because of our unique culture and then also because I've taken advantage of some of the opportunities that Fidelity offers, such as the mentorship program that I have participated in both as a mentee and a mentor over the years. And I've gotten some amazing advice from my mentors in terms of roles I should consider, areas to expand on, and just develop such amazing relationships that they're always a sounding board that I speak to whenever I'm considering any kind of career move or just having issues that I'm struggling with. And then also on a sponsorship level, I've had some really amazing sponsors that have advocated for me when maybe I put my hand up for a role and I was a bit too junior, but they said, nope, she can do it. So I've been really fortunate in that sense at Fidelity. And, you know, the themes that you just mentioned and from your own journey are ones that we have talked about here in Fidelity Next, and they certainly resonate with other Fidelity colleagues. I know we had Mira Ayuanu on a few months ago talking about that career ladder and career lattice as well. It's really a common theme across Fidelity as well. And Juliana, uh, in my introduction, I talked about how we've gotten to know each other since you first started as a co-op student at Fidelity in 2018, and now you're an investment analyst. Can you talk a little bit about your own journey here at Fidelity? So my journey at Fidelity started back in 2018 during my first co-op. I had went to Laurier for the BBA program and heard so many great things about the company. So I applied and thankfully landed a role on the fund treasury team. I'm sure you've all heard. And if you haven't, Fidelity truly has an unbeatable co-op program. The people were welcoming, the culture was embracing, and the work was really challenging and meaningful. So because of this, I ended up coming back for two other co-op terms after, both on the ETF team 
and the product research team, which brings me to where I'm at now. Um, I'm now full-time investment analyst on the product research team. And essentially what I do is I work as the middleman between the portfolio managers and then all other areas of the business, whether that be sales, marketing, finance, and so on. So it's really our job to kind of collaborate with all these various business groups, uh, really communicating the voice and thoughts of these portfolio managers and ultimately providing updates on how their funds are performing and then how they compete from a competitive standpoint. Thanks, Juliana. Maybe Alana, I can ask you. In my introduction, I talked a little bit about your involvement as being a co-chair of Fidelity's Women's Leadership Group. What is the Women's Leadership Group really all about? And what's kind of its role and impact within the company? Because it does a lot of amazing things. Great question. So the Women's Leadership Group is a collection of employees who share a common passion about seeing women advance in leadership, both at Fidelity and just in general. So the goal of the WLG is both to inspire and develop Fidelity's current and future leaders. You actually spoke to our mission statement in the intro, which we worked on through a design working workshop a few years ago, which was really fun. And we rebranded a little bit because we felt like we were a bit lost. And well, what does the WLG do? So we came up with that mission statement. And what we've been trying to do ever since then is really target our programming to achieving those goals of helping to develop our staff to become the current and future leaders of Fidelity. So we do that through promotional development programming, community outreach, as well as building awareness of the issues that female employees face at Fidelity. There are so many things that are going on in society today that have a direct impact on female employees that aren't always well understood. So we feel like it's our role to raise awareness of those issues. So by doing that programming with professional development, community outreach, and then raising awareness, we're able to continue to break down bias, enact change, and really inspire people to help sponsor and help develop and engage with the Women's Leadership Group. And we also have an interesting parallel in the way that we structure the Women's Leadership Group today, because not only do we have this mission and these goals, but we're actually able to practice what we preach with our executive committee. So Julianne is a perfect example of somebody who was an executive on the executive committee when she was here as a co-op. And she was actually able to lead an event, planning it from start to finish, working with the leadership of the WLG, working with some of our executive team members, which is kind of an opportunity that she wouldn't have had exposure to or any of our co-ops really would have exposure to had it not been for these employee resource groups. So not only do we train people on how to become leaders, but we actually provide opportunities to display leadership skills on the WLG. So we're really proud of our initiative and it's been so great to see such a huge engagement from the Fidelity community. So we're just gonna keep moving forward and trying to continue to raise awareness. The point's well taken that participation in the Women's Leadership Group is not just signing up to be a part of the group and receiving emails. It's really being involved, finding opportunities to add value to the club, to the club, to the group itself. And yeah. add value to yourself. Exactly. And you mentioned Juliana, Juliana's participation as a co-op student. And I know, Juliana, you're still very much an active member of the Women's Leadership Group. Maybe you could talk a bit about the impact of being involved in the group, but also being involved in these projects and leading them. Yeah. So initially, I joined the Women's Leadership Group as a co-op back in my first term. Loved it. So rejoined um, each term I was back. And then ultimately, when I became full time, one thing that I'm really passionate about 
these successful women leaders and supporting that pipeline of women in leadership roles. So this was really a safe place where I felt like I could fit in and meet a lot of like-minded women that I didn't have a chance to work with directly on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think there are two components to how my participation kind of helped during my time at Fidelity. First, there's a networking component. Like I mentioned, you have a chance to meet both women and men across various departments and collaborate to plan and execute various different events. I got to meet some very inspiring, influential women directly from being a part of the group, like Michelle and Alana here. Um, and then I also got to meet inspiring individuals from some of the tasks that I got to work on. I remember in one of my co-op terms, I was conducting a survey on various women across the company to hear about some of the challenges and situations that they face by being a female in the financial services industry. And that alone was an amazing opportunity to hear so many different perspectives and hear their inspiring stories. So this kind of brings me to my second component, which is the actual activities, tasks and learning opportunities that you have being a part of the group. I believe that personal development doesn't just stem from your day to day job, but also all the extracurriculars and other opportunities that you put yourself in to learn and grow. So I really appreciate how the Women's Leadership Group trusted their co-ops and really allowed them to plan events. It's a learning opportunity that I take with me to this day. And it was really rewarding being able to know that I contributed to something that someone found inspiring or enjoyed. So that was my experience on the Women's Leadership Group and very happy to still be a part of it. That's a great summary. And Juliana, you're echoing again something that we've heard on Fidelity Next here on the webcast from our campus ambassadors and former co-op students is that Fidelity's co-op student program has a lot of depth, a lot of experiences that you don't get in other places. And being a part of these employee resource groups like WLG is one of those great examples of that. So thank you. And maybe we can take a step away from what's going on within Fidelity and talk a little bit about what Fidelity is researching on the topic of women and their finances and investments. And Michelle, maybe I can bring you into this conversation. Maybe you could talk a little bit about you know, the research itself and really how women view their investments now and perhaps differently um, than others. That's a really great question, and there's so much research out there. Before I get into the research, I want to share a bit of a personal story observation, if you will. Uh, certainly pre-COVID, you go for lunch with various work colleagues, what have you. And I observed that when it was a group of men, we sat down, we had lunch, the conversation often started, look at their phone, what's going on with the markets? Are they up? Are they down? What's going on? Never, ever once when I've started a conversation with women have we started the conversation there. We might get there, but we don't start that conversation. And what that means, to me anyway, I take away from that, is that men are much more conditioned about money, savings, investing, the markets, where women were not socialized the same way. And what the downstream impact of that is, is that men appear to be more confident when it comes to investing, whereas women feel less confident. So there was a two part to your question. So I, we'll go into the second part now, Quinn, about what is our research? Well, our US colleagues back in 2017, they looked at eight million accounts. A lot, and they came out with two key insights. One, female investors saved a higher percentage of their earnings, 
And then the second one is that the performance, women outperformed men. So that seems clear to me that women are really great investors. But when they asked women investors, how do they think that they would compare to their male co colleagues or counterparts? Only 9%, so less than 10% of women said that they would perform better than the men did, which, is, which speaks to the confidence that I've observed. So I want to take this one more step, is that in 2021, we redid the survey and redid the study, and they got the exact same results. And here's what I found was really encouraging, is that they also found that over half of the women surveyed said they were much more interested, engaged, excited about investing. So I like that seeing that trend is that, well, yeah, women, we're performing, we're doing it, and we're much more engaged, and the next thing's gonna happen is the confidence level is going to follow as well. Thanks so much, Michelle. And I know part of my role is on the research side is working with you to really investigate these trends. And it's always very interesting, both our conversations about this topic and the materials that we build. And maybe, Julian, I could ask you, just based on your experience through our co-op program, can you talk a little bit about um, the co-op process itself and actually Fidelity's co-op program? Can you kind of elaborate on some of the training and things that you undertake as being co-op student at Fidelity? Yeah, so I'll start with maybe the recruitment process. I know that a lot of schools are partnered up with Fidelity, and so you can actually just apply through your school's portal. Otherwise, they are posted on our career site. And so I think that's the easiest way to just apply directly there. But also feel free to reach out to people on LinkedIn, have a coffee chat, get yourself out there and make those connections. I think that that can go a long way as well. But then in terms of the program, we have so many training opportunities Actual co-op program is very structured. We have departmental overviews where we meet with each department in the company and get to learn about each of them, which I think is very important for a student where you think you know what you wanna do until you learn about something else and then you realize that you may be better fit for um, another department or area. So I think that's very unique. We also get to learn about presentation skills, business etiquette. There's a whole array of training that we receive and then we also have various mentor programs. So we have a mentor match where you actually get matched with a mentor who may be suitable for a certain skill or something that you're looking for, as well as the various ERGs or employee resource groups. For example, the Women's Leadership Group was one that spoke to me, but we have various others as well. So I think all in all, we have various opportunities to learn and grow and it's a really great co-op program. And thanks for that summary, Juliana. Maybe this is a great time to really ask each of you for some advice for our audience members today. We talked a bit about your own unique career journeys, your involvement in the Women's Leadership Group, and of course, Michelle, your research on women as investors. And maybe the, my last question for each of you will be, what advice would you have for our audience members today you know, about building a sustainable career at Fidelity or in the workforce in general? And what I mean by sustainable is long lasting, you know, behaviors, routines, and actions that um, you know, a student today, as they start their career, should be taking with them throughout their career. Wondering, based on your own unique experiences, what advice you would have. And maybe, Alana, I could ask you to go first. I think finding somewhere that you fit is probably one of the most important things about having a successful career, is that sometimes you walk into a room and you just kind of have that feeling, and you're like, I don't belong here. You should walk into the office every day and be like, these are my people. 
this is inspiring to me and this makes me want to come to work every day because if you don't have that, you spend way too much time at work to not be excited to go to the office every day or go to the virtual office every day. So that would be my bit of advice is really find somewhere where you find your people and you feel like you have a good fit because if you find that, your options are endless. Juliana, what advice do you have for our audience this afternoon? So I have three pieces of advice I think have helped me along my journey. The first is to put yourself out there. If you're not challenging yourself and stepping outside your comfort zone, then you're really limiting your abilities and opportunities to learn and grow. With this may come obstacles or failures, but really see that as a chance to challenge yourself. Second is to network. I touched on it briefly earlier, but it's really important to make those meaningful connections, not only with your direct colleagues, but also people across the company. I know I can speak to Fidelity where everyone is amazing, so kind, so helpful. And by meeting new people, you learn new insights and perspectives. And this really inspires your actions going forward. And then lastly is to have fun doing it. Sometimes work can be challenging or stressful, but if you're able to kind of find the joy in it and make those strong connections with your colleagues, it really makes working that much more enjoyable, which ultimately leads to higher motivation and a sustainable career. I'm hearing a common theme between uh, Alana, your comments and Juliana's comments. Have fun and enjoy what you do and with the people that you're working with. Sounds like a common theme here. And so, Michelle, what advice would you have for our audience? Wow, I was listening to Alana and Juliana talk and I was I was feeling inspired. This is great. So and I agree a thousand percent with everything that they said. Um, so I'm going to add my own sort of twist on that is invest in yourself. Fidelity for Fidelity Investments. Invest in yourself. Um, and that can mean many different things. Um, invest in your physical health. Invest in your mental health. That's all important. What we talk about is investing in your finances and being financially savvy. I talked about some statistics that we saw from our study where women are really great investors, but they don't know it yet. So become a confident investor and let that be foundational to your entire well-being, not just financial, emotional, social, and physical well-being. And it's all integrated and it, it relies upon one another. It builds upon one another to overall well-being. Thanks so much, Michelle. Maybe, Alana, I can ask you one last time the difference between mentorship and sponsorship and how both kind of played a part in your career journey. So it's a it's a nuanced difference, but the difference between mentorship and sponsorship is that a mentor is somebody who you can go to as a resource, somebody you can ask questions to, somebody who can share their career path with you and inspire you, whereas a sponsor is a bit different in that they would advocate on your behalf. So when an interesting opportunity comes up at work, they would say, oh, Alana would be perfect for that. Let's nominate her. So they have your best interests at heart and they're committed to seeing you succeed. So a mentorship is a much more informal agreement, whereas a sponsorship could be more defined or it could be, listen, I really want to try this opportunity. Could you sponsor me to do it? So you can go out and really ask for that sponsorship. Um, so I've had both at Fidelity. I've had mentors that have come about naturally and somebody that I rely on. Michelle's actually one of my mentors. She's wonderful. Um, never officially as part of the Fidelity mentorship program, but it's just something that naturally over time evolved. 
I've had the official Fidelity Mentor Match program, which has been amazing. And I've had some relationships from that Mentor Match program that have lasted for years. People I still talk to and ask for their advice. And then I've had sponsors and sponsors have been the people who've really advocated for me and supported me and convinced people of my abilities when maybe there was a bit of doubt there or put my name forward for an opportunity when maybe I wasn't something that I was already being considered for. So in order to have a successful career, you need all of those different branches um, and they don't always come naturally. So it's really something that you need to work at to establish because you won't get to where you want to get to by yourself. You need people along for the ride. Does that help answer your question, Quinn? No, it, it definitely does. And I kind of think it speaks to kind of the supportive and inclusive culture we have here at Fidelity, where there's the women's leadership group and Juliana and you, Alana, work together within the initiatives of that group. And then Alana, you have mentorship with Michelle and everyone's interwoven and has connections to support each other. And I think that's fantastic. And of course, you have to have fun along the way. And I think, I hope all three of you agree that we had a heck of a lot of fun in the last uh, 25 minutes here. And uh, yeah. maybe we'll, we will end it here. I just want to say thank you again, Alana, Michelle, and Juliana for joining me here on Fidelity Next. It was an amazing conversation. Thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Fidelity Next podcast, brought to you by Fidelity Investments Canada. You can visit fidelity.ca for details on future live webcasts, follow Fidelity Canada on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave a review or a five-star rating. Thanks. See you next time.